What is up, podcast listeners? Thank you for giving me a few moments of your day to listen to this podcast. This is the Matt Baxter Show. I'm your host, Matt Baxter, and this podcast is about purpose, passion, and calling. Super stoked to have you as a listener because we're going to dive into some awesome, intense stories about people who are going through this journey of this thing called life, and we're all just figuring this out together. But seriously, you're giving me a little bit of your time, and I want to make sure it's valuable and worthwhile. So have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was getting this podcast off the ground, we first started as the Wedgecast, evolved into the Matt Baxter Show. There was a lot of questions that we had, like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show in all the different places like Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, Zencaster, all these different places. And yet it just seemed very, very complicated. But the simple thing for us as we began to navigate the waters is the answer to every single one of these questions, questions excuse me, was really simple. It's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. Yeah, free. And it's ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise in your podcast. That means you can get paid podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, making money. Okay, it's sweet. It's easy. It's not a big cheap plug on an ad, but it's just simple and easy to use. So for us, it's one of the best parts about it is we can do it entirely remote or in studio. So you can record, you've got that really, really high, you know, high in the sky person that you're going to have as a guest on your podcast. You got to do it remote. Anchor is easy to use. You got people who are willing to come to your studio, your house, your office, wherever you're recording it. Boom. Anchor. Love it. Simple, easy, simple and easy to use. So if you ever want to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. Join me in the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. Can't wait to hear your podcast. What's up, podcast listeners? This is Matt Baxter on the Matt Baxter Show. And on this episode, I recorded with Helen Zarip, who is, uh, she owns a trucking company. She's a mother of five. She is uh, the founder, chairperson of Grant Me Hope, which is an amazing, amazing, amazing organization helping kids get adopted. And basically, the premise is to have these children who are struggling to get adopted to basically build marketing material around them. So like a video, and then that goes on local TV channels all around the country to help get them adopted. And the impact has been amazing. And she just keeps me fired up. So I just want to say a huge thank you to Helen and all the work that she and Grammy Hope is doing. And we're just super fired up and thankful to have her as a guest on the show. Helen, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So I got introduced by a very good friend, Mike Hill, who serves on a board of a nonprofit that you're a part of that we'll dive in as well, too. But ever since you made the introduction, it's been fun to get to know you a little bit, but I'm excited to dive a little bit deeper and, you know, hear your story and, you know, where you're at today. Okay, perfect, man. Thanks. Yeah, so I'd love if you just dive in and kind of start from the beginning. Well, my name's Helen Zirup. I own a trucking company in Holland, Michigan called Teddy's Transport. I'm married. I have five children. Um... Three of my five children work for me at at Teddy's Transport, which is really nice. And then I've got a 19-year-old yet at home and a 14-year-old. So between owning a trucking company, between being married, between having five kids, do you ever sleep or is that part of your vocabulary? Yeah, I do sleep, but it's it's been a little while lately. So 
Yeah, I and plus I make lunch every day for the office, so I usually feed at least twelve people every day. So I'm usually cooking, or yeah, I don't get a lot of sleep. <laughs> it's not part of your DNA. Sleep when you die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so how did you ever get into trucking? My dad, um, his name was Ted Gibbs. He started the business with one little pickup truck back in 1982. And then as the business grew, my mom got a pickup truck. And then when I was 16, I drove um, pickup truck and we did a 10 o'clock run and a two o'clock run um, every day. And then, yeah, my sister would drive, my brother-in-law would drive. And then I got married in 87 and then they hired my husband and then we added straight trucks. And then my dad was ready to retire back in like 96. So we bought the business from my mom and dad in 1997 and we added semis at that time. And we um, have grown quite a bit. We've got like 85 employees and yeah, so it's, it's been fun. It's been, yeah, it's kind of, it gets in your blood. Yeah. Once you, once you probably drive your first truck, you can never forget it. And it's probably something you love doing ever since day one. Yeah. Yeah. No, you'll love it. And I love, I love meeting all of our customers and meeting a need and yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I love it. So just purely out of curiosity, obviously trucking is, I believe still the single largest employer. Uh, like that industry is one of the largest employers in, in, in the country. And so since you started, how has just the evolution of the trucking industry changed? Well, a lot has changed. Technology has been a huge change. You know, back when we started, it's so funny. We had an answering service and a pager. And when the pager would go off, we would have to find a payphone call into the answering service, find out what our run was. I mean, it was just so different. Well, now we have cell phones. Back then I had a typewriter. We would type the billing, you know, and now we have computers. So just the advancement in technology has been huge. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And then I, I think you, when we chatted, you mentioned that most of your, most of the routes that are being run are pretty much like day in and day out trips, not a ton of overnight stuff. Yeah, I've got probably six guys that go over the road. So, you know, I've got a guy in... North Carolina, um, Arkansas, and um, I think out on the East Coast today. I've got three that I know of, and then I know I know there's more that are out and about. But I just had staff meetings, so I know where I've got a few people. So, yeah, so we've got a few guys that go all over the place, but we do a lot between here and Chicago. So most of those guys are home every night. Okay, that's nice. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Um, so I, I got to ask my last trucking question, I promise. What is a, What would be your favorite truck to drive and what's your least favorite truck to drive in the trucking world? I like old Peterbilts with the long nose. In fact, I've got a show truck. It's it's absolutely gorgeous. So yeah, I like, I like those. Okay, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> we might have to uh, add in a Google image clip or something like yeah. that so people can know the reference. <laughs> yeah, we might have to. So that's amazing. So one of the other contexts, obviously, that we've uh, we've been introduced to is your whole um, everything that you're doing with Grant Me Hope, which obviously is something that's started even more and more so to tug on my heartstrings. But I'd love if you can dive in and sh share the, the whole story about Grant Me Hope. Yeah. So a long time ago, um, my husband and I had an employee that got killed in a motorcycle accident and we helped his family. And um, the family ended up, the three children went in foster care and we, we tried to get those kids, but we didn't, we weren't related and we didn't have a foster care license. So Craig and I looked at each other and decided, yep, we're going to get our foster care license. So our youngest child, I think was three at the time. So we got our license for like two and under 
And then every year that our youngest would have a birthday, we'd up our, our license to add another year to that. So we did foster care for, I don't know, probably 10, 11 years. Um, and I used to pray every day, Lord, if there's someone I need to help, let me see it. Because you get very busy um, running a business and running with family that you miss opportunities to help people. So on September 11, 2014, I remember it very well. I said that prayer in the morning and I went and did sales calls that day um, and I got done and I was on the south side of town and I didn't want to drive all the way back into Holland to the office. So I thought I'm just going to go home and do all my emails from home and I fire up my computer and I'm doing emails and I thought, oh, I have got to watch a training video to renew our foster license. You have to have like 10 hours of training every year to renew. And I thought, I'm just going to throw that video in while I do my emails and kill two birds with one stone. You know, like most of us women do, we're like multitasking all the time. And yeah, good for you. When I when I when I jump in and I'm sending uh, sending emails, I'm typically watching something on Netflix or something <laughs> unproductive. Whereas you're you're being a you're being a superwoman and actually making the world a better place. <laughs> so anyway, um, I throw this video in and it's talking about how hard it is to get older foster children adopted. And I'm only kind of half paying attention. And a little boy comes on; he's maybe 15, and he said this, and it changed my life. He said, my older siblings told me once I reach a certain age, I'll be unadaptable. Then he paused and he looked real sad and he said, no one should steal your hope. And that hit me so wrong. And I thought, oh my gosh, that poor kid. I thought, yeah, I better watch this. So I get up from my, you know, computer and I go in the living room and I'm watching this video. And it went on to say that we had 600,000 children in the foster care system in America and that over 125,000 were available for adoption. And once these kids age out at 18 years old, 25% of them end up homeless. And so hold on real, real quick. So you said 400,000 are uh, in the foster care and then 125,000 are up for adoption. What's 600,000, 600,000 yeah, in foster care and 125,000 are available for adoption. The other 425,000, what's the case with those? Um, they... Uh, maybe parental rights have not been severed. Um, so they it. might be it. trying to get reunited with the family. Got mm-hmm. it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sorry, just out of, just was curious about that. No, no, uh, that's a good question. So anyway, I listened to this and I can't stand homelessness. Homelessness really bothers me. So I, at the time, was on the board of Pathways MI and they were in Holland and they did foster care and adoption. And I called the executive director, Jeanette Hoyer, and I said to her, Jeanette, if I can come up with the money, can you help me get these kids on TV? She's like, Helen, I love this idea. Yes, I will help you. Then I had met this gal at a networking lunch and I knew she had done TV commercials. Her name is Barb Aldrink. And I called her and I said, Barb, I found out that these kids are ending up homeless. Less than 2% will ever go on and get any further education. Um, the girls will end up shacking up with a guy because they have nowhere to go. They end up getting pregnant. They don't know how to be a mom because they've never had a mom. And the kids end up back in the system. And it's just this vicious, vicious cycle. The boys end up getting in trouble because they have no one that cares or is looking out for them. And, and um, you know, they get involved with gangs or get in trouble with the law. And I'm like, we just got to save these kids. And she's like, Helen, I would love to help you. I used to, you know, teach. She said, I would love to help you. What What do we need to do? And I said, do you have any connections with TV stations? Yeah, she had a couple connections. I'm like, okay. 
So that was, I think, on a Thursday. The following Monday, we met for breakfast and we started brainstorming. And that's kind of how Grant Me Hope was formed um, because this little boy said, no one should steal your hope. And also not to mention, uh, maybe an hour or a couple hours earlier, you said the prayer of saying, uh, God, allow me to help somebody today. And sometimes that's a bigger goal than what we had anticipated. I know, I know. I can honestly say this is not what I thought we were going to be doing, but he had plans for me. Which is amazing. All right, keep going. Yeah, yeah, keep going. So anyway, what we decided to do is California had done a marketing initiative where they got these kids on TV news stations and they had a high success rate of finding them adoptive homes. So I thought, why aren't we doing that here in Michigan? So we started producing videos of kids. We got permission from the state of Michigan to produce videos of the adoptable children, foster children, and um, they met with us in November and we started taping and then um, we met with a TV station, channel 13. It's an ABC affiliate in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And um, it was kind of funny. If you got a minute, I'll tell you the story, but we met with um, a sales rep and Catherine Barrett, who is a newscaster there. And um, I was doing my spiel, telling them about these kids and how we had to save them and, and what we had to do. And, Finally, Catherine Barrett said to me, Helen, what do you want? I said, I want you to air my kids for free. And she looked at that sales rep and she kind of shook her head and she's like, you can leave. So she walks a sales rep out and she comes back and she's like, poor, poor guy I was thinking he was thinking a big deal. And then, <laughs> yeah, I hear him like, I want you to air my kids for free. Right. And, uh, she's like, Helen, what you're doing is near and dear to my heart. She said, I've adopted. And I thought, Oh, thank you, Lord. Good, good, good. And she said, it is not typical for a TV news station to air other people's work. You know, we always send out our own news crew. And she said, but I tell you what I'll do. If I approve of your demo, I will air your kids on my Take 5 and Company every Tuesday morning between 9 and 10. I'm like, okay, Catherine. And I looked at Barb and I said, Barb, your demo better be really good. And Barb looked at me, she's like, it will be. I'm like, okay. So we started taping in, um, I think it was maybe even October, October, November. We sent over the demo to Channel 13 and they loved it. And they aired our first video, January 6, 2015. So September 11, I was given the idea and we're airing kids January 6. So less than four months. That was such a God thing. I, I still stand in awe of that, that you got government permission. I mean, nothing in the government moves that fast. So it was, it was just quite amazing. So then we air a kid every week on Channel 13. Then in April, we landed a TV station in Detroit. The first child that we aired there, we got 19 phone calls on. It was huge. I was doing the Hallelujah Chorus. So these are kids, you know, that right now their caseworkers have exhausted all their um, connections, right? They've they've checked out family members. They've checked out um, foster families. They've checked out everybody that they have access to. And these kids, they just have not been able to find a home for yet. So those are the kids that we will produce a video of and air them on these partnering TV news stations. Then in January of 2016, we landed another TV station up in Cadillac, Traverse City, Sault Ste. Marie. That was a CBS affiliate. And then we, I do a lot of speaking engagements. I was speaking at a rotary in Holland and, and I got done and I was doing the Q&A and some guy raised his hand and he said, do you know we got a TV guy in the room? And I'm like, no. I said, where is he? And 
I'm like, oh, we need to talk. Well, he was from TCT TV, Total Christian Television Network. And um, I ended up meeting him for breakfast and talking about it. And the videos that we produce are usually a two minute cut. And he wanted a one minute cut because he doesn't have a newscaster introducing it. So we um, do these two minute videos and then we cut it down to a one minute video and we air them on TCT TV. But you know, it's not just a, a Michigan problem, right? This is a national problem. We got 600,000 kids. So my connection at the TV station in Detroit, an ABC affiliate, I called him and I said, hey, if we wanted to expand, where could we go? And he's like, why don't we check out Ohio? And he gave me some connections at some ABC affiliates in Ohio. And I called them. And the TV station in Cincinnati um, said, we would love to air your kids and partner with you. So that was huge. So we um, reached out then to the state of Ohio. Now, Michigan and Ohio are different. Michigan, all these agencies, we've got hundreds of agencies. They can photo list their kids on MARE. MARE stands for Michigan Adoption Resource Exchange. And MARE will try to market those children um, through pictures and speaking engagements and, and meet and greets and different things to try to get these kids adapted. And then we came alongside MARE and started producing these videos and airing them on TV. Well, Ohio's different. Ohio has 88 counties ran by 85 individual agencies. And I have to talk to each individual agency to get permission to air their kids. So to add everything else that you do in life, just to add, you know, rather than communicating with one person, it's now 88. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, quite a big jump. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we talked to Hamilton County and Montgomery County, which is um, Cincinnati, a Dayton area, and asked them if they would, you know, needed help getting their kids adapted. And yeah, they did. So we started airing, producing videos of their kids and airing them on TV. And then since then, we've added numerous counties in Ohio. Um, and we've added two TV stations in Dayton as well and TCT TV to air our kids. So, and we've had great success rate on that. It's been, it's been amazing. In fact, we just got done doing a success story on one of the kids, um, that we had produced a video of and the family saw it. And, um, we actually got to be there for the court proceedings for his adoption hearing. So it was awesome. It was great. So the, the biggest premise about Grant Me Hope is basically to help identify kids that need to be adopted, put together content around sharing that kid's story, and then ultimately airing it on TV for them to get exposure as far as people that can come in and adopt them. That's yeah. the biggest premise. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. then, I mean, as, oh, go ahead. Keep going. Well, we're a marketing initiative, right? So our whole goal is to partner with agencies, states, um, whoever needs help getting their kids adapted. And, and, you know, we've just been so blessed with these TV stations to air our kids for free. It's just been such really a, a God thing. And then um, we set up a website as well, grantmehope.org, and um, list all the videos on there for people to scroll through and try to answer their most common, you know, questions about adapting and foster care, you know, so they can see them. And then Somebody had said to me, you know, we got three goals at Grant Me Hope. One is to educate America about the plight of these kids. People do not realize that they are free to adapt or basically free. Here in Michigan, um, in um, Ottawa County, I'll just pick Ottawa County, it's $325 to um, have a court fee to have your adoption finalized. And the agency will reimburse you the $325. 
in Ohio, there's a fee um, right around $2,000 and there's grants that you can get to help um, pay for that. You know, so a lot of these states that I talk to have very similar um, situations and, you know, people think it's going to cost twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 to adapt when in reality, it's, it's basically nothing. And these kids, yeah, I, I guess I'll be, I'll be honest. I've been ignorant to that. I've always thought, you know, adopting would be 10 or 20 grand or whatever that is. So yeah. I hear that it changes a lot of perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's very reasonable. And then the other misconception that we have to, to, you know, fix is that people think these kids are juvenile delinquents and they are not. These are amazing kids. I've adopted twice myself. And, you know, it can be a situation where the parent died and there was nobody that could take these kids in. It could be a situation where the parent made bad choices and there was nobody that could, um, um, no, wrong line. The parent made bad choices and the kids are innocent victims of circumstances way beyond their control. And, you know, the kids are just innocent and they're so amazing. And, you know, some of them are so scared. People are like, um, you know, I'm afraid to, you know, I'll adopt an ax murderer or something crazy. And it's not like that. These kids come to you and they are scared. They are scared. They're little kids. I don't care if they're 15, 16, 17, they are still scared and they need homes and they need security and they need someone to love them. You know, we've got kids in the system that have been waiting 10 years to be adopted. So I just, you know, I just need help educating America about the plight of these kids. The other thing that we do is we try to recruit more foster families because we don't have near enough. Um, in some of the Southern states, we have orphanages. Here in Michigan, they call them institutions. And if you call the state of Michigan and say, do we have any or kids in orphanages? They're going to be like, no. So I did that. So I assumed that we had enough foster families when in reality, we don't have near enough foster families. Um, we got to put kids in institutions and, you know, we're paying big money to put them in an institution where they shouldn't be at all. It's no semblance of a normal childhood. They don't have friends over. They don't have sleepovers. They don't have pets. Um, they don't have a meal around the table with a family that loves them, that asks them about their day and how how things are going in their life and helps them with their homework. It's not like that at all. And these kids deserve better. America's kids deserve better. Ultimately, what would you say is like the biggest goal of Grant Me Hope? So obviously you've checked the box of saying, hey, are we just a local uh, West Michigan thing? Nope. Are we just a, a state of Michigan thing? Nope, we can be bigger than that. Are we just in a Midwest region? Nope, you're expanding beyond that. So what would you say is like kind of the, I mean, if, if you could if you could wake up today and say that we've, we've accomplished what we needed to, what, what's the goal there? My goal is to take it national. So I want to have kids on the air in every state. Um, I want to get these kids adopted before they age out and end up homeless. So someone said to me, Helen, if your goal is to educate America, why don't you put decals on the back of your trucks? I'm like, oh my word, what a good idea. What if I could get all the trucking companies in West Michigan to partner with me? So I am calling all these trucking companies. Now, I don't know about you, Matt, but most trucking companies are not friends, okay? Yeah, I was about to say, you're in competition with all of them. <laughs> well, yeah, we're all knocking on the same doors. We're all trying to get, you know, freight. And, you know, we just don't visit. And here I am, this loon, calling all these owners of trucking companies saying, would you meet with me for breakfast? Would you? We got to save these kids. And they were so amazing. And they met with me. And, and I'm like, I want you to put a decal on the back of your truck. And it's a, 
you know, a two foot by two foot decal and it has three different messages and they all say, um, grantmehope.org. They all say adopt and foster today, but the three different messages were that there's 600,000 children in the foster care system in America today, that 25% of aged out foster children become homeless adults, and that it's basically free to adapt through the foster care system. Then I said to my assistant, okay, that is fine if we can get all these decals on these trucks, but people that see these trucks in Texas, Tennessee, California do not care that we got kids available for adoption in Michigan and Ohio. We need to set up our website so that it is on a national platform. So she set up our website so that every state has a drop down menu that can go to a link of kids available for adoption in that state. So we're setting it up on a national platform. And then when I met with these trucking companies, I'm like, by the way, I want you to buy these decals. They're 18 bucks a piece and I'm broke. So I need you to buy them. And they did. And it was so amazing. Um, four way bought a hundred grass mid transport bought a hundred USF Holland bought a hundred. Um, all these companies, I've got 851 decals running around the back of these trucks going all over America, trying to help us get kids adopted. And I've gotten calls from Pennsylvania, Virginia, um, Indiana, Canada, um, all because they've saw these decals on the back of semi trucks. That's one of my, so this is a bit of a side pivot for one second, but I, I hear so many people who always want to go into starting nonprofits, which is great and really impactful. But then you stop and think about what you just did. These are all for-profit trucking companies that are in competition together that you gave them a purpose to use their platform and expand that and have like a social good and a kingdom building good. That's where I just, it gets, it gets me fired up because you don't necessarily always have to be in a nonprofit company to have a cool impact like that. So I, I just love that story about people united to ultimately get these kids adopted. That's, that's special. Yeah, they were awesome. Yeah. And then we did a big um, truck show in September of that year after we launched this and brought all these trucking companies together and did a thing by Nealis Dutch Village and Dutch Village donated their whole park to us and they do it every year and all these trucking companies come together and we invite all the foster kids in West Michigan to come to this free event, all these adoptive families, foster families, actually we invite the whole community and they all come, they can go through the trucks, the truck drivers give them candies and little pass out things. And I mean, these truck drivers are all softies. I'm just going to tell you right now, um, there is a big misconception about truck drivers too. And they are all just teddy bears, let me tell you. And they love on these kids and they go into Dutch Village and we make them hamburgers and hot dogs and all the fixings. And now we've added a car show the last two years and a motorcycle show and Oh, it's just a great time. So yeah, we've got that coming up in September. We do it every September. So if anybody's in West Michigan around that time, we would love to have them come and join us. Yeah, I'll make sure to give a shout on our our uh, the show notes as well too on that as well. But thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Helen, I guess you've shared sort of your 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 story as far as. Uh, the trucking business and who you are as a person, then you dive into like where you're putting so much of your time as far as helping get these kids adopted. But I guess at the end of the day, what is it that gets you out of bed in the morning the most? Well, I've got a lot of responsibility. <laughs> Maybe not just one thing, but <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of responsibility. So I've got, you know, kids that I got to get off to school and I got lunch that I got to make for my team and, and um, I got to get in here to work and, you know, and, 
you know, I'm passionate about my work. I love my work. I love going to my job every day. What a blessing that I'd be able to do something that I love. I can call on customers and visit with people. And I don't know, I just try to be a light in the world. And um, I ask every day the Lord just to give me um, his words and his wisdom. And I just try to be a light in this world because you know what? There's a lot of darkness and, and people need that light. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, Helen, I just want to say thank you. I obviously want to give you a chance if there's anything else you want to leave the audience with. If you've, I know uh, you told me to, we, uh, we need a cheap plug for the, the Facebook page and, and some of your social as well. Yeah, social media is huge because you never know, like on Facebook, for example, Grant Me Hope has a Facebook page. And we ask, we go into speaking engagements at churches and rotaries and, and businesses, and we ask everybody to like Grant Me Hope on Facebook and then share the kids' videos because you never know who are your friends and family might be interested in adapting. So we're on LinkedIn, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So if you could um, like Grant Me Hope and share these videos, we're in talks with seven states right now about expanding into those states. So we've got a lot more states coming on board and um, it's just, it's going to be fun to watch this thing grow and see how many kids we can change their lives. You know, I said to my assistant, if we save one, it's worth all the work. If we save every, just one. Every, every penny, every effort, everything, it's worth worth it all. You got it. And I know we've saved way more than one. So it's it's awesome. That's amazing. And also, I know, I think we'll probably take one of the videos that you have and we'll, we'll post that as well to a part of the show. But um, Helen, I just want to say thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast and thank you for the impact that you have. This is definitely uh, by 10 a.m. I'm going to be a little motivated going into my day because of you. So thank you. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Absolutely. Thanks.